about Secure Act 2.0. So what's in it? What effect does it have on planning for retirement? The short answer is plenty. On today's show, we'll break down the Securing a Strong Retirement Bill, aka Secure Act 2.0. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to Retire Your Retirement Way with Luke Von Abel, and he is uh, the Lone Ranger here for Dual Financial Strategies this week. Of course, they've got over 20 years of experience. Uh, we'll get into where Sam and Andy are. I think they're, they're on assignment, as we say, Luke, but it's good to have you on the program once again uh, to talk about retirement because it's all about your uh, retirement lifestyle review that they can do for you. Uh, so Luke Van Abel with us today. Uh, to talk about uh, the many parts of the SECURE Act 2.0. You know, it's always scary to me whenever we see legislation, Luke, uh, that is right now the Ways and Means Committee, but it's not clear what's going to be in the final bill. But uh, I'm always scared that if they pass this thing, it's not going to be conducive to uh, positivity for uh, retirees. But I think you can probably shed some light on that. Um, There's a major tax bill uh, as part of this. And whenever I hear that, I shudder because you know, they're not going to lower those taxes uh, right. in all probability, right? But let's see in this segment what we could do to take a look at some of the highlights and in some cases, and I, I fear this, the low lights of these proposals and uh, the, what provisions would change retirement planning. Uh, I hope for the better, but uh, I'm not... Uh, holding my breath, especially with this current administration. That's my talk. But uh, let's talk about some of these things that they're proposing here. And again, this is not legislation that's been passed. Uh, We have to emphasize that. But automatic enrollment into a retirement account. What do you mean? They're trying to force people to save in a 401k if they're working? They are. So the proposal for, you know, version 2.0 here is that um, new employees would essentially automatically be enrolled in a 401k um, program through the company. Um, So at a 3% contribution rate to their employer-sponsored retirement plans, and then there may be some sort of provision in there that would automatically increase their contributions each year by, say, 1% up to some some max, maximum that could be in the neighborhood of 10%. So new employees would be forced to basically set aside a portion of their paycheck for retirement, which in and of itself, um, you know, given what we do here at Dual Financial Strategies is a good thing, right? It, it's good to delay gratification on some portion of your assets, but, you know, to not really give people the option with their own money, that can can be a little bit of a sticking point. Um, So some employees will always have the ability to opt out of this program, but they would have to do that. Whereas currently you basically have to opt in, you know, unless you do something, you know, you're, you're just out, but the reverse situation would be true um, kind of in, in this version of the bill. Um, And this would obviously encourage savings by eliminating um, the work needed to opt into a plan and help employees take advantage of the matches that a lot of 
um, employers offer. That's the free money that they give you for making a contribution. However, there's some concern that, you know, this federal mandate on private employers to offer these plans would violate ERISA. And ERISA is the um, federal laws. It stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974. And these are the laws that kind of set the minimum standards, if you will, for um, retirement plans, for health plans, to kind of protect people from themselves. So the violation of ERISA, um, even with the opt-out provisions, the automatic enrollment programs have been shown to dramatically increase participation, which is a good thing. Um, but we want to give people the flexibility to be able to choose for themselves what's going to make the most sense. Yeah, I think, Luke, the, the key in the ERISA plan of 74 is that it is voluntary, and that's the key, right? I mean, you were voluntarily uh, given the uh, establishment of these plans, and now they're making you do it. It sounds like socialism to me. I mean, you're forcing somebody to do this, and that's where I bristle. But uh, again— Yeah, you're right, Chuck. That's, that's yeah. the big discussion— the big distinction um, is, yes, it was. It's meant to be voluntary, and now they're they're forcing people to do it. Yeah, well, that I hope it doesn't pass. That's just my comment on that. All right, how about uh, uh, the other part of this Secure Act 2.0, um, delaying uh, the requirement, delaying required minimum distributions? Now, this is not going to affect people. Uh, of my age group, which is in the upper 60s, but uh, we're talking about people that are in that uh, age of approaching retirement uh, from, say, 58 to 61 or 62, and you can explain how. Right. So remember, Secure Act version 1 went into effect December 31st um, of 2019. And so essentially what happened with that new bill was they increased the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72 years old, meaning the forced amount, that minimum amount that you have to take from those IRAs, those 401ks, those 403bs, those plans that you've never paid any income tax on, that's when you have to start. Now it's age 72. But the proposal for Secure Act 2.0 would further delay this to an age of maybe 75 for people who reach age 74 after December 31st of 2031. So that's to your point, Chuck, not going to affect people, you know, maybe in your age category, but for those that are, you know, a little bit younger than that, they would have the opportunity to delay taking their required minimum distributions. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. And that's uh, for the benefit of our audience. It's 64 and younger would be this thing uh, because that's, it's 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the kind of the, the backwards math on that and kind of re-engineering that. What about catch-up contributions now? Because uh, we have them uh, currently in 401k, but what would uh, a potential Secure Act 2.0 do to that? Yeah, they're looking at increasing the catch-up provision. So once you're over the age of 50 now, there's added money you can put into your 401ks and, and into IRAs. Um, but for those 62 to 64 they would allow additional $10,000 per year to go into the 401k or the 403b plans and an additional $5,000 into the simple IRAs. So these sums would be adjusted for inflation, but would allow you know older workers a chance to catch up and put more into their retirement accounts. All right. And how about the annuities that you talk about retirement accounts? What would that do to them? Well, 
Secure Secure Act 2.0 would follow up on some prior legislation to make it easier for retirement savings to be used to purchase qualified longevity annuity contracts to increase the amount of retirement savings that can put into these programs. And the goal there is just to, you know, with these types of annuities is to ensure that people don't run out of money, right? Those annuity contracts are put in place so that they provide a guaranteed sort of income stream like a pension would um, for their retirement so they don't have to worry about going back to work or things like that. Yeah, there's a student loan borrowers component to this as well, right? There would be. Employers who have employees would need to pay off student loans, would be able to match the student loan payment. So much like they're matching um, you know, funds going into an IRA or a 401k rather, they would be matching contributions to pay off these student loans to help you know, all the, the trillions of dollars that are out there in student loan debt and help alleviate some of that. What would happen uh, if you uh, did not know where your 401k was lost and uh, then found later? Well, they want to have some provisions in here to help owners of retirement plans locate these accounts. So Secure Act would provide a, a way for retirees to find their the funds that may be lost in their retirement programs. Um, and you might be thinking, well, how how would I lose retirement funds that are in my name? Well, sometimes people work for a company for a short period of time and they don't even realize maybe the benefits they had or how much went into there and then they move on to the next thing. So Secure Act 2.0 would put some provisions inside of there so that um, if if money went on kind of used for a while, the government would step in and and manage that and make sure that it's it's protected so that that individual doesn't lose out on those funds. All right, so let's uh, summation. Uh, let's in summation uh, talk about what this means for backdoor Roth conversions, uh, and then uh, talk about what you can do to help people through this. Yeah, so backdoor Roth conversions has been a strategy for higher wage earners. You can't make a direct contribution to a Roth IRA, but what what the way to kind of circumvent that was to just make a contribution to your traditional IRA and then immediately convert it because there's no income limits or much in the way of limits on the Roth conversion. So that would be a proposal to go away. They would eliminate that rule. Um, and moving forward, the new provision would essentially you know, end this backdoor IRA by disallowing any after-tax contributions to be converted or rolled into a Roth account or Roth IRAs. So all we have to do is uh, pick up the phone then, and uh, you can delineate all of this for everybody, right? You, Sam, and uh, Andy. Andy, the entire team here. That's correct. So if uh, you're looking for advice on this, and again, this is legislation that is being proposed. It it is not uh, set in stone yet, the SECURE Act 2.0, but if you want more information about your retirement account, you come to the right place here at Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, They'll have a retirement lifestyle review that can be uh, custom-made for you because it is your retirement, and the best way to do that is to give them a call right now, no cost, no obligation, to 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. 
And uh, when you come and make that visit to Luke or Sam or Andy, uh, Sam has uh, penned a book, Purpose Determines Placement, and he'll give you a copy of that as well. Again, no cost, no obligation to get that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Pick up the phone right now. Luke, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? If I knew now what I know then, it's something I often hear from those just getting into retirement. When we come back, we'll go over some of the most common regrets when it comes to retirement savings. We are back here on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and we have Luke Van Abel uh, here in the studio with us from Dual Financial Strategies. Sam and Andy, Sam Dual, Andy Schooler are on assignment right now. Uh, but it is your retirement, and uh, Luke's got some words of wisdom here because hindsight, Luke, as we all know, is 2020. We all have that uh, phrase, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and you can't turn the clock back. And uh, when you make some mistakes in retirement, uh, you may regret them. Uh, when it comes to saving for retirement, but we want to, in this segment to um, have you think about this before you do make a mistake if you're in that uh, retirement red zone four or five years away from retirement. So we've got uh, some of the big things that your retirees and pre-retirees uh, should have done or wish they did differently, and uh, we're admonishing you about this and trying to uh, put up a, a little bit of a safety net for you so that you don't make those mistakes. And uh, if you're listening to us and you're in your 50s, uh, remember, save money. Not saving enough money is a big mistake when it comes to uh, retirement planning because you, you really don't want to run out of money when you're not working anymore, right, Luke? Right, and this is something all the time when people come in uh, we, we have families kind of fill out a little sheet before they, they come in that just kind of talks about them, what their goals are, so we can have a focused discussion on on them, where, where they've been and where they want to go. And, and one of the sections is kind of talks about what are your regrets and what you wish you would have done. And not saving enough um, is, is one of the most common ones. Um, I think as we go back, this is an area um, that many of us are a little bit self-conscious about because we feel like we could have done better. We could have done this. And, and life throws you curveballs. So we realize that. But the earlier you can start, the better. You know, we know this this concept of um, snowballing, of compound interest and money really working for you over time. So the sooner you can start, the better. I've been um, working out the last um, eight weeks. And I think one of the most challenging parts is just starting. Right, it's just getting out there and and putting the shoes on and starting. And I think the same principle applies here with money. Once you once you get started, you start making those regular contributions. You don't miss the money as much, or maybe you've had contributions going. A life event happened, and you just haven't gotten back around to making the regular contributions because you don't know where to put it or whatnot. Now's the time to start doing that. Well, you're right. You're one step ahead of me. I haven't started yet with that workout plan that you're talking about, but I did save enough money. And uh, uh, But I, mean, uh, again, hit the age of 50 at one time, and if some of our listeners are coming close that way and they've got that 401k plan, uh, they may not be aware that they can make catch-up contributions, and not doing so can cost you because, as you say, the power of compound interest is huge. It is. So what's the catch-up? The catch-up contribution is a provision that allows people age 50 and older 
to contribute extra money to these retirement accounts to catch up in a way um, if you feel like you've been delayed. Now, the standard contribution limit for a 401k in 2021 is $19,500, while the catch-up clause allows for an additional $6,500 in savings for those over the age of 50. So this would be a total of $26,000 then for the year that can go into there. And for IRAs, a little different standard. Um, the limit there is, whether it's a Roth or whether it's traditional, $6,000 if you're under the age of 50, but that catch-up limit allows for an additional $1,000 every year to go in to the tune of $7,000. So these catch-up contributions are most useful to those who have not saved enough for retirement or they want to take advantage for some you know, tax purpose um, in, in maximizing the amount that can flow into these accounts, even if you have saved well for retirement. Absolutely. And one way to uh, know about this, just uh, write it down that we've talked about this here, or uh, go to uh, your HR person at uh, your place of employment, and they can tell you a little bit about it too, because that's really how I found out about it. When I turned 50, I ended up... Uh, uh, with those catch-up contributions, and they paid dividends very well. And uh, again, we're talking to Luke Van Abel of uh, uh, Dual Financial Strategies about some of the mistakes that uh, you we don't want you to make. Uh, we don't want you to look in hindsight and say, I should have done this, should have done that, and I should have diversified my method of saving money, not just putting it in a 401k. But there's other ways, Luke, that uh, people can save on top of uh, having their uh, company's 401k plan. Absolutely. So when we're talking about diversification here, we're not talking about the traditional diversification of the assets inside of your 401k. You absolutely want to do that. No matter what the investment is, we don't want to have all the eggs in one basket. However, we also don't want to have all the eggs in one sort of tax basket, if you will. So these traditional IRA plans through your employer, you contribute and you get a tax benefit up front for those. But when the money starts to flow out in retirement, regardless of what the tax brackets are, then you're getting taxed on that money. And then you're ultimately forced, as we talked about with the required distributions, to take that money out. However, with a 401k, you'll only pay the taxes on the withdrawals made in retirement, which is what I just talked about. A Roth IRA, on the other hand, this would be a way to diversify the, the type of tax account that you have, and it allows you to make after-tax contributions. So you don't have that benefit up front um, on the taxes, but ultimately when you start to withdraw in retirement, that money is tax-free, and that's the best type of money there is out there. And the difference in tax obligation really sets these two savings vehicles apart, and when it comes down to it, by having different types of money, it allows you when you have maybe room in a tax bracket to pull a little bit from the money that's going to get taxed because you have some control over that, keep it in a lower tax bracket. But maybe you're bumping into a new tax bracket. Now we've got the opportunity to use a different type of fund where you're not going to pay taxes. And certainly if tax rates go up, we're at historic lows, folks. Um, if they go up, when they go up, now any money that's in those tax-free buckets is, get, is coming out without any taxes to you. 
All right, that and that is good news. And this is uh, what we're talking about at Dual Financial Strategies, uh, putting a strategy together for you and your retirement with that Retirement Lifestyle Review. And again, that number is 866-203-7486 to make that no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Luke or Sam or Andy here at Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, they're good people to know. All right, some of the mistakes we're talking about in uh, retirement, in hindsight, don't want to see you make those. And one of them is retirement and uh, running out of money. And that means, Luke, to retire sooner rather than later. Sometimes that could be a mistake if you're not planning properly. Right. And if, if you don't have a plan in place, um, and, and we're seeing it now with COVID, people being forced out maybe of the workforce a little bit sooner than, than they wanted to, but around 51% Americans retire between the ages of 61 and 65 years old. Though the average retirement age can vary by state, of course, because of different factors such as the cost of living in those different areas, well, a few years may not seem like they're going to make that much difference. You know, whether you retire at 61 or 65, the fact is that those few years can provide significant financial security to you and your retirement goals and help you avoid running out of money. And I think the key here, Chuck, is that it, it doesn't come down to just a, a standard one size fits all, you know, everybody has to wait until they're 64 or 65 years old, of course. It comes down to what's your goal? What's the purpose of the money as Sam talks about in his book? You need to have a plan. Once you have a plan, maybe the right age is 58. But what we don't want to do is have you retire too early without a plan and then, you know, get into your mid-70s and realize that, oh, shoot, now I just got to live on Social Security and, you know, other bills could be coming your way that you can't account for. Absolutely. And, and I'm stunned by the statistic that only 19% of workers actually have a written strategy for affording retirement. So we don't want you to be in that uh, 19%. We want you to um, come and see us at no cost and no obligation at Dual Financial Strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review. All right, not having a plan. Uh, we talk about the financial part of it, but what about the emotional part of it? You've got to occupy 2,500 hours a week. Uh, when you're not working anymore. And uh, so uh, sometimes that transition can be difficult for some people, but not having a plan for what you want to do uh, during retirement. You want to sit there. You can't play 36 holes of golf every day or tennis for five or six hours a day. Uh, maybe when you reach 75 or 80, uh, the body just won't do it, right, Luke? And so uh, you got to occupy your time and think about that aspect of retirement as well. So you're saying you don't play 36 holes of golf every day? Uh, no, I just do that maybe once a year, and then I have to pay for it by resting <laughs> for three weeks. I've done yes. it, you know, but not very often. Yeah. Some retirees exit the workforce, but they just, you know, wind up kind of sitting around. So you really want to go into retirement thinking about, you know, what are the things that maybe you've always wanted to do? Um, maybe it's spending more time with the grandkids. Maybe it's a hobby that you wanted to pick up. Um, you know, filling the time is a big piece, but I think also, you know, especially as men, we find so much of our purpose and meaning in the work that we did, whatever it was. Um, sometimes even if we didn't enjoy it that much, it's just we we really find meaning in what we're doing. And so making that transition emotionally can become really challenging for people. So I think it's important as we talk about you know, having a written plan for retirement. What's the plan for your time? How are you going to do that? I've, I read a really good book about um, basically, you know, 
purpose in retirement. And it it's a phenomenal tool. It's something you need to think about and you need to, you know, start to make a plan for what you want to do there. Absolutely. And so the final takeaway here uh, when it comes to not making mistakes, not uh, uh, looking in hindsight and saying, I should have done this, should have done that. Uh, what would you have to say uh, when it comes to that entire retirement plan of uh, when you want to hang them up? Yeah, well, it may seem like there's just so much to consider when it comes to saving for retirement. One resounding piece of advice that stands the test of time is just to start as early as possible. Even if you aren't putting away hundreds of dollars, like I talked about with the analogy with working out, get the shoes on and just get started. Um, Also, take advantage of your employer-sponsored 401k plans. Um, That's free money that's being left on the table. Open up a Roth IRA to diversify your savings methods and have different types of tax methods um, available to you. And of course, make sure that you have an idea of what you'd like to do in retirement um, with your time. This can help you figure out how much you really need to save for your golden years and and how you're going to allocate that time throughout that 20 to 30 years where you're voluntarily unemployed. And those of us at Dual Financial Strategies can help you do that. Luke Van Abel is at your service. So is Sam Dual. So is Andy Schooler at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. It's no cost, no obligation. Sit down. Uh, decide when you want to retire to get that retirement lifestyle review. What do you want to do with all of that time? When do you want to retire? Are you prepared to retire? Are you going to keep uh, enough money saved for retirement if you're coming in uh, to the retirement red zone? It's all about your retirement. And as Luke mentioned, uh, he and uh, the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategy with over a score of years of experience can help you to and through retirement in the entire Fox Valley. So it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And remember, this is at no cost, no obligation to sit down with Sam or Andy or Luke and map out a strategy that is uh, all about you and all about what you want in your retirement. We've got to take a break. Luke, what's coming up in the next segment? The market continues to be volatile, and now it's more important than ever to make sure your portfolio is protected. When we come back, three steps to take now to make sure that you're protected. Back here at uh, your retirement, I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, along with Luke Van Abel, uh, who is with us in studio uh, by his lonesome. And Sam and Andy are gone uh, for this particular week. I think they're enjoying life uh, somewhere uh, on assignment, which means they're on vacation, right? Let's let's be honest about it here, Luke. Right? They're just having a good time somewhere. I don't blame them. I don't know if they're going to get the fall colors where they are. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, you know, the Fox Valley of Wisconsin, beautiful this time of year, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, falls in full swing and colors are changing. The weather's starting to change. And although we're, we're getting a little treat this week, I think it's going to be in the 70s most of the week. But. Okay. And you also had that great state of Wisconsin. You know, Steve Stricker, who was the captain of the Ryder Cup uh, golf team for the United States this year, and of course they recently won uh, the Ryder Cup resoundingly over Team Europe uh, is a Madisonian, as you know. 
I yes. knew that kid when he was 12 years old, and they told me he was going to be a golfing phenom when he was at Maple Bluff Country Club uh, in Madison. And uh, we want to just take some time to congratulate Steve and company because, boy, I'll tell you what, Kohler, another beautiful – that Whistling Straits, I've been there once. What a golf course that is, Luke. I, know, I don't know if you're much of a golfer or, uh, or follow the, the sport, but that was just a wonderful spectacle. Uh, it was, the, and I, I knew some people that were down there, and they just said that it was fantastic, top-notch. Um, they really enjoyed the experience and said that Kohler did a great job. Yeah, it just a wonderful. And I met Mr. Kohler a long time ago doing Badger football uh, about 30, 40 years ago, and he makes a pretty darn good toilet too, doesn't he? Yeah, that he <laughs> does. Folks, all right, uh, we diverge here a little bit, but uh, we're here with Luke Van Abel uh, of uh, Dual Financial Strategies, and uh, I just wanted to get that in there because I know uh, having lived in Madison many moons ago and uh, knowing uh, Steve Stricker, uh, when he was a kid, I mean, he was going out with Dennis Tiziani's daughter, and he ended up marrying her, and Nikki there. Uh, they were childhood sweethearts right from the time they were teenagers. But uh, maybe you're in your late 50s. Maybe you're in your early 60s, and uh, you might look back at the steps uh, uh, that you take now to protect your retirement portfolio because it's all about protection. We talked about having enough in the last segment, Luke, and about saving, uh, but you want to protect those savings too. So let's take a look at some of the steps, and there are three of them that you mentioned before the break that uh, one can take to make sure the transition into retirement is a very smooth one, and that's one thing that we want to do uh, in retirement. We don't want to run out of money. We want to uh, make sure we have a very secure and happy retirement. So step number one you're going to uh, tell us is uh, begin creating an income now that you'll need in retirement. How do you create that income other than saving? Uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, so you may want to use some of your growth portfolio, the money that's been growing, inside of the 401k in the IRA to be set up in a safe, stable, income-producing foundation for your portfolio. So there's there's different tools that can do that. But the goal here is if you think about even like a, in the in the real estate world, like a rental property, you know, you might buy real estate for it to appreciate in value, but those that have like an apartment or something like that or a duplex are doing it for the income. They make the investment. They're not as concerned then about the the value of the asset, the duplex value. But every month as there's a tenant inside of there, that's producing income for the owner. And that's where you want to shift because your, your employer has provided that to you or the business that you worked at provided that for you. But now we want the assets to be able to do that for you because most people... You know, you'll be receiving your social security, but for most people, that's not going to be enough. So we'll need to to fill in the gaps in income from your expenses to the, the money that's coming in from social security, or maybe you're fortunate enough to have a pension. We'll need that other income to come from somewhere, and that's going to require kind of a shift in the tools that you're using, shift in the way that you're thinking. Um, and for many people, it requires a shift in the overall risk that they're taking within their, their portfolio. So now's a great time to reallocate a portion of your portfolio as you're nearing retirement, as you get into that retirement red zone within maybe five, seven years from retirement, from that growth to that income focus. Not only will you reduce your overall portfolio risk, but the income you'll have coming in in retirement will be that much more powerful if you start now and not 
waiting till the last minute. Absolutely. That sounds a lot like uh, fixed index annuities or annuities of any stuff that give you that growth protection and uh, income uh, that you're looking for. So that's step one. Uh, again, and we're talking to those of you who are in your late 50s or early 60s getting ready to retire. You see it on the horizon. Uh, steps to uh, make sure you uh, protect those assets and you'll have them in retirement aplenty. So step number two here now is to uh, balance uh, the uh, growth. Manage this balance of your growth portfolio for protected growth. And again, uh, touch on that because that means different things to different people based on their age. And you, you touched on risk and that type of thing. Yeah, it does mean different things to different people, Chuck. There's, you know, a big difference between, you know, a 30-year-old who's focusing on growth in their portfolio and somebody who has, you know, maybe five years from retirement. For that 30-year-old, if they experience a, a large loss, maybe like early 2000s, uh, 2008 comes to mind, you know, they have 20, 30 years for that to come back. But if you're in your late 50s, early 60s, as you talked about, Chuck, you don't have that same leisure anymore of 20 years for that to come back. You know, a big loss now will affect the quality of your retirement. It's going to affect the paycheck. You know, if, if you had X amount of dollars and all of a sudden half of those dollars are gone, well, now your paycheck's cut in half. Um, so now's the time to manage your portfolio first to start protecting um, those funds and Ironically, you may experience some of the best returns in your life, but not having to dig your portfolio out of a huge hole, like in 2008 or 2001, as we talked about, can do wonders for your overall return. If we can just smooth out and get rid of some of those big losses, protect the principal more, um, and focus on slow and steady gains over time, that can have a huge impact at where you're at going through your retirement years. And the experience that I've had um, being with Dual for almost 10 years now is that it also provides people more peace of mind when they're sleeping at night and when they're thinking about this next time period because they're never, they're not as worried about losing 50% because they've, they've taken the proper steps to protect it in some form or fashion prior to that. Yeah, and heaven forbid, uh, I know that you just said that you weren't around probably in 08 uh, as a, uh, a financial planner, as a, a fiduciary, as a consultant to people. But boy, I'll tell you, I, I knew a lot of people that uh, lost about 50% of their portfolio because they did the wrong things. And then I go further back into the 0102 year uh, that you just referenced earlier, and uh, there were a lot of people that were hurting. I mean, they were uh, victims of their age. They were trying to retire either in 02 or 08 and uh, didn't have the kind of portfolio that they had uh, earlier, and they had to rely more on Social Security and, um, and in some cases had to go back to work again. And we don't want that to happen to any of our listeners here at Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, uh, one way to get that fine advice from Luke or Andy or Sam is to give us a call at 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Sit down, listen to your uh, uh, situation. They will. And uh, it's all about your retirement. All right, we've taken two of the three steps here. Uh, to uh, make sure we're protected in retirement as we're heading toward uh, our late 50s and early 60s and looking on the horizon. Maybe we uh, want to retire within three years. Maybe it's going to be five or ten years. But drawing a line in the sand, what do we mean uh, by that, Luke, uh, when it comes to step number three in protection? You need to decide right now what's the maximum amount that you're basically willing to lose if the market continues down, you know, 
Chuck and I were just talking about, you know, the 2008, the 2001. Um, if you think back and and remember what it was like, I know it's 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 been a while. Um, some people are starting to forget. Others haven't. Uh, a client of mine brought it up, you know, this last week, and it, it seemed very vivid in her mind. Um, but the drawing the line in the sand is what are you comfortable losing? And it, it's a it's a weird way to think about it, but I think you you have to start asking yourself, what are you comfortable? We call this a maximum drawdown. What are you comfortable with that? How much of that retirement account can get obliterated before you just reach an uncle point? Um, because for many of you, you know, you've you've saved for 20, 30, 40 years for this time. Um, and you're saying, you know, I may not want to take, you know, and have exposure to 50% loss. So you need to decide how much of your portfolio you're willing to risk, whether it's 5%, 10%, more, but I encourage you to write down what that number is. If your portfolio goes down to that point, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan for what's going to be be done. Um, if you're not comfortable, you know, taking care of the investment decisions because, you know, it's, it's a big burden of responsibility. That's what an independent financial advisor can help with is to ensure that those funds are protected, to be sure that we're not just going to, you know, say, hang in there, it's all going to come back. Because I don't think that's the message that, you know, retirees want to hear when they don't have that 20 to 30 years to make up that money anymore. So, so reach out, connect with an independent advisor that can help you draw the line in the sand and put a plan in place for limiting the amount of losses and the, your loss exposure to keep it within a comfort, comfortable level for you because everybody's unique, everybody's comfortable with a different level. Yeah, it's true, and I think that uh, you get people scared, and they're going to maybe take it out on the financial advisor. You don't want them throwing stones at you or throwing books at you. Hey, you told me to do this, you told me to do that, and it it, it doesn't work that way uh, with people who are getting a solid financial plan, and you'll get that solid financial plan with dual financial strategies because they've got over 20 years of experience. And uh, when you're looking at your portfolio, one thing you can't do is take too much risk. As you get older... The risk must come down. And those are the things that Sam and Andy and Luke can talk to you about because it is your retirement. It is unique to you. And only uh, you can uh, craft a a retirement plan with their help that uh, will be beneficial to you in retirement. So, again, the risk factor, uh, the uh, creating new income sources that you'll need, and also managing the balance of your growth portfolio are all things that Luke and uh, Sam and Andy can help you with by picking up the phone and calling 866-203-7486 and get that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. This is what they're good at. This is what they're experienced with. And again, it's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. And uh, Sam has penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement. And that's just what we're talking about in this segment. Have a purpose for your retirement and where you place your funds and how you want to grow your portfolio is uh, tantamount to success in your retirement. So once again, it's 866-203-7486 to make that no cost, no obligation um, appointment uh, with dual financial strategies. All right, uh, Luke, we're coming up on our final segment, and I know you're going to be able to sharpen the mind, sharpen the pencil, and uh, answer some questions, right? 
We are. So when we come back, we're going to highlight some of the most asked questions from this week. And this is the favorite section for all of our listeners. We are back at Dual Financial Strategies with your retirement. I'm Chuck Gayton. I'm uh, sitting in with Luke Ben Abel this week as uh, Sam and Andy are on assignment. And uh, Dual Financial Strategies is at your service at 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Pick up the phone right now. Give them a call because they uh, serve the Fox Valley area from Green Bay to Appleton and all the environs. And we've got people in different parts uh, of northeast Wisconsin ready to uh, uh, talk to you, Luke. So are you ready to answer some questions here? I am all set to go. All right, very good. And uh, we will start in Stewart and Howard now, who's got a little over $50,000, he says, to invest. And he says he's 62. He wants to retire at the age of 65. Uh, investing in a CD used to be a good idea. It certainly isn't today. We can know that. I'm not so sure he says it is now, and he's being kind when he says that. So he wants to know if there are any low-risk things that he can do to put the money into uh uh, those uh, instruments, some other instrument, and at least make something more than a bank rate. I don't need the money anytime soon. What do you think? All right, Stuart, um, you're bringing up you're bringing up the million dollar question today with with the low interest rate environment we're in. And last week, Bankrate actually came out with information on this, and there is nearly ten trillion dollars in this country that is sitting inside of bank accounts at 0.06%. So you're hitting the nail on the head with this question. Where can you go for a safe rate of return? Um, you know, one tool um, that's out there as an alternative to a CD would be a fixed fixed annuity. Um, it, it operates a lot like a CD. Your, the interest rate is, is gonna be better than a CD, but it's still probably not gonna keep up entirely with inflation today. And there are other tools out there um, that provide a level of pr principal protection with opportunities for growth, uh, but wouldn't be fully tied to the market if your concern is, you know, losing all of that money. Um, it'd be helpful to know a little bit more uh, in the circumstances. But if it's money that's, you know, kind of sitting in the bank and you're looking at a CD, you're you're probably not wanting to shift entirely over to the stock market and, and roll the dice that much. So there's other tools like a fixed indexed annuity would be one that would come to mind where your principal's protected. The underlying investment grows based on an index that's tied to the market and you'll participate in some of the growth of that index over a period of time. One of the trade-offs there is you do have to agree to a period of time, but you're saying at this point that you're really not needing that money, so it kind of sounds like you just want a safe place for that money to maybe grow, and if you were to need some of it, you would have the flexibility to take it out and maybe position it for the next generation or some sort of charity down the road. I would like to know also uh, from Stuart Luke that uh, he has uh, money in a, an emergency fund and he's not just going to throw this into something that he can't uh, extract if that's not the only money he's got saved. He, he should have an emergency fund too, shouldn't he? Absolutely. Everybody should have an emergency fund, three to six months worth of living expenses that's just there. It's accessible at all times. So it'd be good to know if you had that. If you don't have that, you'd want to make sure that you keep you know, the portion of your $50,000 available for that emergency. And you don't just go out 
and tie this money up in a place where you can't get at it should something happen because you don't you don't want the alternative where you're putting it on a credit card or something like that. Absolutely. Good advice there. Let's go to George in Greenville now, who just turned 72 a couple of months ago. He says, I know I have to start taking my RMDs, and I'm currently in the 12% tax bracket. I've got $125,000 in his uh, in my IRA. Can I do a Roth conversion to lower the amount of the RMD and still maintain the same tax rate? My income, he's still making money here, is over $70,000 a year. So... Great question. Um, being being that you're in the 12% tax bracket, that's that's pretty favorable. Um, I'd assume what I don't know here is is your marital status. But if you're saying you're you're in the 12% tax bracket, I'm going to assume George that you're married at seventy thousand dollars in income. Otherwise, you'd be out of that 12% tax bracket as a single person. Yeah. But but can you do a Roth conversion to lower the amount of your required distribution? You can. There's no there's no limit. There's no minimums. There's no maximums on the Roth conversion. You are able to, even after you're 72 years old, so you're saying that you're 72 years old, as of now, you've got to take those required distributions. You are able to convert that over to Roth. Um, any money that flows out of that IRA, of course, you're going to want to account for the taxes on that. And I'd also mention that, you know, there's there's kind of two different ways that you can handle the, the tax ramifications. You can you can pay the taxes from the amount that you're converting. So let's say you're converting $25,000. You can withhold taxes, set it aside, just like when you were working. Um, but now you're reducing down the amount that's staying in that tax-free bucket. The other more optimal way to do that would be to convert the entire amount, so say the $25,000 in this example, to keep you in a 12% bracket. You may not want to creep outside of that. Um, Of course, we'd need to know some more information on future income and some other factors, but just going off of what we are here, staying within that tax bracket becomes very favorable because as you move out of the 12% bracket, our incremental system jumps up to 22. So the next dollars flow out and then get taxed at 22% across this country. So, and I didn't kind of finish up here, uh, George, on the, the, the optimal way then would be you convert the whole amount, but you use other cash, other money that you might have at your disposal come tax time to pay the taxes because now you've maintained the entire $25,000 in that tax-free bucket. And that's really the goal. The goal is to get it positioned so you don't have to take a required distribution. And secondarily, now we don't have to worry about paying any taxes on that either down the road. All right, very good advice. And Hannah is in Appleton with a question. Recently divorced and retired at 67. My ex-husband previously handled all our finances, and in the split, I wound up with just under $250,000 in an IRA and $127,000 in an indexed annuity. And that's about all I know. What kind of advisor should I find to help me into retirement, and uh, how do I know I can trust him? Great question, Hannah. Um Let's face it, it is really intimidating to sit down with a financial advisor and be looking for someone to even have this discussion. Um, I think there's a couple key things that to look for. Um, someone, especially as it sounds like your husband kind of handled the finances, so maybe you're feeling like you're a little bit in the dark. 
um, unaware, someone that's willing to take the time to educate you, um, that focuses on education, um, that can help kind of shed some light on the different tools you have, the pros and cons, some other things to consider, I think is, is number one. An independent advisory firm, that becomes really important. Um, there's plenty of firms out there that are helping people where they are kind of focused on just one area. The tools that they have all come from the same company. But an independent advisory firm, they tend to have less conflicts of interest and they can really seek out the tools and the resources to help meet your individual needs. And that goes for other people out there as well. Um, so that would be number two. And number three would be finding somebody that focuses on retirement. Um, if, if you had, you know, the need for a heart surgery, you know, you probably wouldn't go out. None of us would go out and just, you know, call our family practice doctor and say, Hey, you know, would you be willing to do my uh, heart surgery? You want to find somebody who specializes, who has experience, who's helped other families in this area um, for many years so that they can pinpoint your needs, so that they can help you in this unique season of your life because not all advisory firms have the same level of tools available to them. And lastly, I'd say you want to look for somebody who's a fiduciary. That's the standard of care in the financial services industry. And there's something called the suitability advisor where they merely need to find investment tools that are suitable to your needs. But a fiduciary has to work in your best interest at all time, at all times. And believe it or not, not all financial advisors are fiduciary. So you really want to find somebody who's going to work in your best interest. Absolutely. Well, we've run out of time and very good questions uh, for Luke Van Abel uh, this week on uh, your retirement. And so uh, I just want to remind people uh, that uh, Dual Financial Strategies is at your service and they can uh, offer you a uh, no cost, no obligation appointment to get that retirement lifestyle review that you should be looking for as you're heading toward retirement. And 866-203-7486 is the way to reach Luke or Sam or Andy. And that's 866-203-7486. And again, you need that for uh, your peace of mind. Uh, make sure you can retire with confidence. And uh, remember that they have over 20 years of experience at Dual Financial Strategies to help you to and through retirement in the entire Fox Valley. So again, give them a call right now at 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a thrill to be with you, Luke, this week. Uh, we hope that Sam and Andy are having fun wherever they are. We might see them next week on this program. So what are your final thoughts as we wrap it up this week? If you've been listening to the show for a while and the content is making sense to you and you're understanding it, reach out to get your specific questions and concerns addressed. What you hear on the radio, um, our, our kind of laid back demeanor, our, our willingness to educate people is what you get in the office. It's not a bait and switch when you come in. Our top priority is not selling. My top priority is edging, educating people in or near retirement about all the things that are unknown to them. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.